Hey guys, welcome to The Gun Shop and we're here today with Ant to discuss the obvious recent news. Wild Justice have released another statement that they're going to attack shooting sports, this time via the organised release and rearing and release of game birds, pheasants yeah. and red-legged partridge being their two main target species. Which is no surprise that they were going to do it, as much as it was surprised that it came quite so quickly after their last one. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we've had a bit of a chat about this, and we think that there are that there are, there are some valid points. However, a lot of what they're saying is 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 pulled out the sky. It's, it's yeah. false news, um, and it, it's smoke and mirrors. It, it, they're really trying to, you know, they're really trying to just upset the world um, of how it's been for for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and, and ruin people's livelihoods and, and lifestyles. Well, this is it. Uh, their, their whole concept of, of centralised management is is very interesting, and I'd be up for that as long as there were people on both sides who could input into that. Yeah. It yeah. seems to be that what they would like is their countryside to look their way with no one else's. However, if we had it that way, which we kind of do already, yeah. well, I don't know. Um, we, we've, we have spoken, and we're both of well, a varying opinion of it's the regulation that they'd like, regulation of releasing birds. And that's sort of the first subject I'd like to talk about. What are your thoughts on that? Should the release of game birds be regulated? I think it would, I think it could, it should be. Um, I think we need to be the ones to forefront that. I think we need to be the ones that are taking control of that situation because, <clears throat> you know, if you give it to somebody who's on the other side and say, okay, regulate uh, the rearing and releasing. Of Where birds, is the bar going? Yeah, they're going to put the bar as low as possible, you know, and, and, and that's going to put so many people out of jobs, so many people out of employment. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to massively affect the shooting world. Whereas if we, you know, we get in there and, and, and we talk about it with facts and figures uh, and research and get it right, we could solve all these problems um, and, and be in control of the situation. Um, at the moment, we're on the back foot. Yeah. Oh, we, we obviously do have uh, both the Game Wildlife Sustainable Handbook to Good Shooting Practice and the Bass Good Shooting Practice Handbook, or whatever it is. We do, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's apparent that nobody really, a lot, certain people don't abide by those. No. no do you think those sort of levels, sort of, certainly will work with the Game Wildlife sort of level, do you think they're sustainable? Are they acceptable? Are they the right sort of amount? I think they are. I think, you know, I think, um, I think they're, they're, they're actually quite low. You know, I think that it's a, it's a good number to go in at, yeah. but you could you could go higher than that without affecting um, yeah. the, the natural flora and fauna has been quoted that we're gonna we're gonna be hindering, um, and I think that that you could still have a great shooting community with those yeah. numbers put down, um, and I don't think it's the it's it's not the whole shooting world that, that that's involved here. You know, I think we're talking about about a, a, the top five percent perhaps, yeah. um, which I believe. If, if control was brought in, you know, it, w it would sort out a serious, you know, not, not a serious problem, but a problem that, that could perhaps become a problem in the yeah. future. Uh, uh, and a problem that the majority of the shooting world dislikes anyway, sort of. Yeah. And we're talking not large bags, because the bag size doesn't matter, but we're yeah. talking shoots that take out more from the environment than they put back in. Yeah, so, so, so saturated ground. So you, any shoot that's got that's overpopulated, that, that, that's, that's putting down more birds than what they should do to shoot up per acre. If the, you know, the more ground you've got, the more birds you should be able to put down. Yeah. Stocking densities. Stocking densities. And every bit of ground will be different at the same time. You could have 100 acres that could support more than 1,000 acres of nothing. Exactly. 100 acres of quality ground. Yeah, yeah, so it's about habitat, isn't it? It's about yeah. habitat. And, and what do we do? We spend most of our years doing 
you know, habitat management. Yeah. We're, we're there about, we're, we're, we're planting woodland, we're, we're putting in wild birds. But I think that, again, that's, that's the 95% in which you are included in that have brilliant management practices that do care about not just the shooting, but the whole estate yeah. and the wildlife yeah. that goes with it. Obviously shooting being the core part, but that's what pays your wages at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. Um, for yeah. all of the employment that goes on on this estate and many others, that, that's the driving factor. Nobody's gonna wanna employ two full-time qualified professionals for nothing exactly i mean the, the, you know this is the 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 worst point i see out of this with wild justice taking the lead on this and wanting to be the ones to control it and if, if they get their way and they put that bar in too low like we spoke about um that could be the end of shooting as we know it you know and 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 from from figures back from 2010 that from pack it was it was seventy four thousand people employed in gamekeeping yeah. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna stop shooting or you're gonna you're gonna make it to a point where people no longer see um you it's know, not financially uh, viable financially viable to do it then that's gonna be seven you know the, the best part of seventy four thousand people and their families out of work yeah. now they're people that have studied hard they've trained hard they've worked hard and built their way up the ladder in order to get to these places of position and now somebody's gonna come in yeah. that, that really knows nothing about what we do they they, they make up these stories and they and they guess and, and they, they leap and they, they bound into new ideas. They sound just educated enough on the facts to be convincing. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and if they do that, what are those people gonna do? You know, are they gonna then pay extra taxes in order to pay the, the, you know, the, the, um, the job seekers allowance for those, those guys that are gonna be out of work yeah. or, or ladies? You know? Or e even better, they say it should be government funded. Uh, I've heard that statement a few times from mm. their side of the argument that there, there should be government funded countryside managers. To which extent there are on some government land, but I put it to you that you've got better biodiversity, certainly from my experience with lowland habitats, much yep. more than upland, that biodiversity on keepered ground is significantly better than on council-owned ground. Exactly. You know, you've only got with wildlife managers who yeah. work it. There's a, you know, there's there's a, an example of that up at, up in Cumbria. You know, with the, the grouse moor, grouse moor is next to a very famous grouse moor, um, which which is you know heavily keepered well managed and then there's a there's a, a publicly owned bit next door to it um you know we maybe won't mention the names but they have they've given up on what they do they've given up because they realize that they have done such a bad job yeah that they're giving up on it they cannot longer they cannot viably afford to pay for it you know and it's it's wrong you know and if 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 you're going to take gamekeepers out and private landowners who employ gamekeepers to manage everything not just the pheasants and partridge but the whole estate yeah the they're wildlife managers. Yeah. They're conservationists of their own right. Exactly. The, the conservation side of that, if you get rid of the gamekeeper, you're not going to employ somebody just to look after just to look after the habitats no. because the habitats no longer become well, of they, use to you. Or, if or, it pays, or, it stays, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, which is maybe the wrong way of looking at it because we do love wildlife and we want it to stay that way. However, privately funding big biodiversity projects or big conservation products on your land for no reason, you've got to have a lot of money. Yeah. To, to want to do that exactly. your average landowner isn't a multi multi-millionaire with loads of money to spend on whatever they want no your average landowner is running it as a business yeah yeah, yeah. he has and, and there are the money that he's putting into that business obviously helps out in other areas which is the conservation side of things yeah. because it's a passion because it's a passion that gets him that gets tied in with the whole shooting you know uh, the shooting world and i think if you if you take out the shooting from that who is going to fund that conservation work you know, the government can't afford to do it. If we've had, 
when the general license issue came up, you know, Natural England put two guys on sorting the licenses out because they couldn't afford to do any more. They hadn't budgeted for that. You know, well, if you haven't got the money to employ two people, more than two people to look after some licenses, how the hell are you going to fund 74,000 people's jobs in conservation? Yeah. Who's going to pay for that? If you say an average wage of 25 to 30,000, which by 74,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a huge a amount of money. of money. And a huge amount of government money at a time when we don't really have a lot. Exactly. You've got Brexit over our heads. You know, we've got the government up in, up in arms. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You know, we're trying to get our economy up on its feet and get it going. And yet you're going to try and ban something or regulate something into non-existence that brings in £2.5 billion to this country each year. Yeah. And adds much more in a larger biodiversity sense. Yeah. It looks after the countryside that people covet so much. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and, and, and they're saying that, you know, if we move on to the point, uh, I really want to get on to the point of, of, of them saying it's going to damage natural flora and fauna in this country. Yeah. So what is natural flora and fauna in this country? Do you drive anywhere in the countryside and see a single bit of land that has not had human interaction to it? No. There is not a bit. So it's impossible to find. Yeah, we no longer have a wild countryside. We have managed countryside, and that's how it's been now for a lot of years. And without mass change, for example, removing every human from the... the, the there is no rewilding concept. There is, no. There can't be a rewilding concept, not in this country. No. There's, There's no an space. unmanaged approach where yes. you can go in there and just leave something alone. But then you get the, the single species excelling and taking over, and then you get a single, single species habitat. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and that will cycle yeah. as to what that yeah. species that, that is winning will be, but for the most part it will be a generalist yeah. because they're not going to stay in that small unmanaged zone. I mean, you have direct, direct influence on you from this is that you're surrounded by public ground yeah. or private or military ground and public ground, common yeah. ground. Yeah. So part of their thing was that we have so many foxes and crows purely influenced by, or not purely, but the blame was pretty much put upon the release of pheasants and partridge for the mass numbers of red fox and crow numbers we have in this country. I think you'll be the first one to say that there isn't pheasants and partridge on the common ground, no. but that is where it's, it's a vermin, it's vermin central. Yep. There so is nothing there. No, so, so we, we are the only people who manage an area of land in this area. Um, and, and obviously we are, we are keen on our predator control um, in order to look after our, our different species we have on here, our ground nesting birds, our game birds specifically, yeah. but it does obviously therefore go on to help other species. And we create a void. So, so we have controlled and kept the numbers down in our area to an acceptable number. We haven't wiped them out by any means. You know, any, anybody who thinks that you have no foxes on a bit of ground or, or no corvids. Never been out with a lamb. Has never been out and had a look. You know, you can try your best and do your utmost. But there's a reason why they call him a sly fox, because he's the one that gets away all the time. You know, and, and we have more verminous species moving into this estate from rounders because they are unmanaged they take over. We've got people visiting the common ground, which bring food. Um, they've dimmed litter. Um, there's, there's obviously dog feces knocked yeah. about. And, and all they are doing by bringing all that to that area is, is feeding the vermin yeah. species and nobody controls them. So they're feeding, they've got free food now. They've got a safe habitat to live in and they breed and they breed and they breed. And, and before long, they get out of control. And if, if we didn't control them in this area, there would be nothing left. There would be nothing left. So I don't implore anybody really to go and if you want to see what these guys would like to see, which is, well, I don't know, they've not made any sort of clear management picture that they'd like. No. But if you want to go and see unmanaged ground, there's plenty of it. Yeah. Any common ground. Yeah. 
go onto any common ground and you, you tell me what species you see there. Thriving. Yeah, yeah, thriving. Yeah. Not just the odd one that's passing through that may have come from next yeah. door. You see what species are actually thriving that there is an abundance of in that area. And you will find it is your top end predators. Yeah. And the bottom end, very yeah. few or non-existent. Um, and I think that's- And lots of deer. Yeah, yeah, lots of deer, which, the, the, you know. Which funnily enough, wild justice want to kill lots of deer. Yeah. They're the ultimate sort of scapegoat, aren't they? Yeah, they One are. thing that will survive all of this is the stalkers are always going to get away clean. Yeah. You might just have to use copper ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's very short-sighted, extremely short-sighted. Yeah. Um, but it's extremely emotive. It's it a very is. easy it argument is. for them to put across, isn't it? It is. It's emotive and it, it's, it's responsive. So they, they've, they've, they've bitten straight away and, and they've come out and they've had a go. But realistically, what, what scientific information have they got to back up and support what they're saying? Well, I think that's almost a two cuts both ways, doesn't it? Because we, as much as we do have information on our own side, I think all they're calling for, and it's not all they're calling for, because obviously it's guys with lots of other things, but it wouldn't do us any harm to have more science and more information on our side. And Definitely the, not. The Game Wildlife Conservation Trust do a brilliant job, but I think as many people who can support them in their endeavours, the better. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, if we do it, and, we, and you know personally, if you're looking after a bit of ground, I mean, I live, live, live and breathe this place, and I, you know, I'm here seven days a week, you know, um, 24 hours a day, and you know your estate, and you, and you may know yourself how your work has affected yeah. the wildlife on that, in that area, you know, and, but to prove that is, is quite another thing. So I, I think that we need somebody on our side or not even particularly on our side, even impartial yeah. would do, but somebody to come in and take studies of these areas and prove the fact that, that there is a higher biodiversity on an estate there is keepers, yeah. you know, which, which would be quite easily proven. So there's a, and there's a lot of studies certainly in the uplands where there's been a long argument with, on grouse moors for that sort of case, and there seems to be that we need a large injection in the south for that sort of thing, based not around sort of the wild bird shoots or the low, low impact shoots, but more around the medium impact shoots. Yeah places that shoot a dozen days a year, a couple yeah. of dozen days a year, and see actually what the release of pheasants on X scale does and the release of X scale does to ground. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you can all tell if, you know, every, when you're working on a bit of ground, you'll know if, if, if the birds in that area are, are poaching a bit of ground, um, if they are causing a negative impact, and you would also know if, if, if your birds weren't. And I think, you know, if you are, if you have any sort of animal welfare within you, you would cut down your stocking densities and have them at a level which you know they would succeed at. And you know they wouldn't poach the ground because if you do over poach the ground, you're only gonna get problems with disease. It's bad in the long run. Yeah, it's gonna cost us more as a, as a, as a company or as a business or- Let or alone a as a society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're gonna, you're gonna look at reducing your stocking densities to an acceptable number in order to, to keep your stock healthy. It's the same as, as cows in a field, sheep in a field. You wouldn't overly, you wouldn't shove 500 cows in, a, in an acre field, would you? It wouldn't no. last. That would be bloody tight. Yeah, similarly, <laughs> we wouldn't do it here. You wouldn't no. do it with game. And, and I think, you know, the, these people need to see that we are not. Do, do you think uh, there should be a legal mandate for that? Like, should there, I mean, because at the moment, the onus is on the keeper. And as much as I know a lot of very, very good keepers mm. who are very interested in the health of the birds, the health of the ground, the quality of the shoot on the whole, not just, yeah, we got X returns and killed so many birds and the pheasants are all I care about. 
but I also know of a few who, who don't care about that because their job is very much more focused just around this many pheasants and it becomes maths, it becomes much more of a farming sort of operation. Yeah. Do you think there should be a legal mandate for either biodiversity, some kind of, I don't know, should there be a legal mandate around what you've just said? There you go. I think they should. I think they should. Um, but I think we need to be the ones at the forefront for that. We need to be the ones, you know, let, let's get some of our top guys in, some of our, you know, uh, doctors of science that are involved in gamekeeping. Yeah. Let's get those guys to look into it. They know what they're talking about. You know, they, they, they can do the research. They can prove their point. Draw up some figures. Yeah, let's all draw up some figures. Let's all get together and work it out. Let's see whether we're all vaguely happy with it. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be people who will come out of this less happy. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But I think for the future of the sport, and I know that it is a tradition, and it's nice to say that we haven't changed, but we have changed. The commercial shooting and the amount of birds that are put down now, by comparison to 45 years ago, as well, just as said, has increased. Yeah. And to think that we can get away without change nowadays is, I think, rather naive. Yeah, very short-sighted. Very short-sighted. And like I said, we should be the ones leading that charge. Exactly. That is the way we've got to go, I believe. Um, but I also think that we need to control this this um, false news, this, this um, attacks on the countryside, this, this attacks on, on country people. You know, it, it is a form of, 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 like we said before, terrorism, basically. Very you, you much know, so. There, there are people here with, with wives and young children that are frightened, you know, yeah. frightened because everything that they have ever worked for in their life um, and everything they have ever studied and, and, and worked towards is effectively being dangled in front of them that it could be taken away at any point. Yeah. Um, Let alone the actual attacks that happen. People yeah. coming onto your ground, yeah. destroying your property, yeah. destroying game farms, destroying your stock. Openly confessing about it on social media yeah. and, and putting videos up. You know, Worshipping it. Yeah. I mean, I, I ride a motorbike. If I go to the petrol station, I can't wear my helmet when I go and buy fuel. But yet, they're quite happy for people to be running around the countryside with balaclavas on. What is, where's, what's gone wrong there, you know? And How are they getting away with what they are getting away with? It is extremism. It is extremism in, in their form, you know? And, and I will completely agree that we probably have extremism in our side. I've However... Got, I think a lot less so. Lot if less we're talking so. about the shooting community on the whole, yeah. we, we're, we're pretty relaxed, we're quite quiet, and we do like to just go about our business. And I think this has been the biggest problem. I think because we are quiet, and because we're, we're you know, we've always kept our heads down and we're... We're, we work seven days a week, so we, we don't have time to socialise as much as we'd like to. Um, we haven't put ourselves forward, and we're not at the forefront of social media like they are, or yeah. we're, not, we're not the ones that are shouting and raving about what we do. We just quietly, in the background, get on with what we do. Should we be shouting and raving about what we do? I think we need to. I think we need yeah. to start. I'm in total, you know, complete agreement. You know, years gone by, you know, my old head keepers, um, I was brought up in this game to, you know, don't put yourself in the firing line. You know, keep your head down, do your job quietly. Nothing will let change. Your yeah, let your results speak for what you do. That was the, that was the biggest saying of all time. Let, let your results speak for what you do. But it just doesn't cut it anymore. But it doesn't because they're not listening to what results we're getting or what we're obtaining. Um, or they certainly don't want to know. You know. Well, they can they can sift through. They pick what they want yeah. and they throw it back at you. Yeah. And it it's propaganda from their side. Complete yeah. propaganda. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It is unbelievably hard. I, I, I don't envy you in your position right now. No, no. I mean, uh, personally, I mean, I've, got, I've obviously got a, I've got a, um, 
a wider view on the matter and, and my brain takes over and I have to be sensible about it. Um, but, but personally, if you ask me my, you know, my views on, on Chris Packham, I, I, the guy's a menace. The guy's an absolute menace. You know, um, like I said to you before, it, Hitler said, make a lie, make it big, tell it often enough people will believe it. And that's what this guy's doing. He's got himself a, a, a podium to a stand big on podium. through the BBC, which is supposedly unbiased. Um, and he's using that in order to spout his lies. Yeah. You know, and he is a dictator. You know, he's got his little fault. He's got 20 odd thousand, 20 odd million followers um, that believe every word he says. Because, everything he says. Because some of these people, it's education it comes down yeah. to. Because and the, he's a naturalist. Yeah, he's a naturalist. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? You know. Um, likes nature. Yeah. But Certain bits of it, anyway. He, he likes the bits he likes. Yeah. He doesn't like nature. He likes the parts he likes to look at. So, you know, he, it's the man that is, is, is gone too far. He's gone too far. And I think somebody, you know, he needs to be pulled off that podium. He needs to be pulled yeah. off that podium and, and st stop changing people's minds or influencing people. Or at least be willing to stand up and have a fair argument. Exactly. Because every opportunity he's ever had for that, yeah. there's never been an opposition argument to him who can actually yeah. call him out on his lies. No. Or at least call him out on his lack of facts. Yeah. The, 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 the bit that really bugs me about it is he only cares about and spouts about what he doesn't like. So, so the man lives in a great big house. Uh, yeah. down the road. Uh, what habitat was there before his house was built? Well, he was spouting his new forest, wasn't he? And he yeah. doesn't like the new forest. Says it's overgrazed, nasty, waste of life, barren. Yeah. But he scratched it all out with a digger and not him probably. personally, but had the yeah. house, you know, the house was built um, and, and destroyed probably reptiles, invertebrates. Yeah. Um, well, we, all, we all have an impact. Exactly. Everybody yeah. has an impact and you have to accept responsibility for your impact. And try and make any positive change you can exactly. to counteract it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, um, but the man, the man is, is, you know, anybody who says that they're greener than green and lives a perfect life is very, very short-sighted. And I yeah. think that man, you know, likes to think he does. But when you looked into it, everything he does, does he not run up and down the country in either trains or diesel cars or petrol planes. cars or planes or, you know, uh, everything he would be doing would be affecting something's environment yeah. or habitat. There's a, there's a very good picture out there uh, for low-impact living. Yeah. And he's, he's not taking part in that. And low impact living does involve the use of animals. Veganism doesn't, isn't part of that. And it's about just being responsible as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just taking responsibility for everything we do mm. and being able to then fight the arguments that we, we need to, to, and it's not to win because I don't see it like we need to win anything no, we don't. to maintain yeah. where we are. We just need to actually live by what we believe. We need to be able to continue doing what we're doing because, you know, Far from the, the, the history side of things that we've, we've done it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and I know there's an argument that, that pheasants and partridge are non-native species, but you know, how long have they been here now that were brought over as, as a posh man's chicken? Um, you yeah. know, that's what they were brought over for originally. It was only the fact that we found out they could fly that we decided that you know, perhaps we should start shooting them. Um, and that probably came from, from them escaping one day and somebody not wanting them out and about. So, so you know, they've been here that long now, they are part of our countryside. Yeah. They are part of our countryside. And, and if you were to take those away now, they have created um, their own place. Yeah. You know, and there will be thick creatures that feed off them naturally, that, in, that, that, that do better from it, your raptors, yeah. your, you know, um, your, small mammal, your small mammals, uh, your mustelids. All the way down to any sort of biodegrading in the soil, yeah. to being yeah. eaten by bugs and insects. There is, there is benefit. There is. there is a benefit. There is. Up to a level, as we exactly. say. Exactly. It's, it's just a very interesting argument. 
and not one that I ever thought we'd have, to be honest. I know I that I always thought when, when we were younger that, yeah, things were going to change, but I never thought that we'd be under attack the way we are. No, no. Um, and I think, like I said before, I, I think it, it, it needs to be controlled. And, they, you know, the, these people in particular that keep just jabbing and jabbing and jabbing at what we do, you know, somebody needs to, needs to control them. Because if, if, if they're saying we need control out here for doing what we're doing and, and making things as best as we can, how can they be left uncontrolled to be, to be spouting attacks on people and threatening their livelihoods? The whole of you the know. countryside is an evolution at the end of the day. It is. It is. Think back what we have now. Muntjac, yep. grey squirrels, yep. mink, yep. seasonal crayfish, a thousand invasive plants. Yep. Yeah. The, the world, the, it's it's not a countryside that can be what they'd like it to be because we've already changed it. We've gone. We've too changed far. it too far. You know, it's gone too far, and there is there is not a part of the countryside that is untouched. Like we said, it, it is man-made. It's a man-made countryside, and who else would know how to manage man-made countryside than the man himself? Exactly. You know, or woman. I'm not. You know, it's uh, you cannot go back in time. I'm sure there would be many decisions over the world that, that, that would be changed if you could, but we can't. And we are here now and we have to manage them and we have to do our best and, and, and look at the world and, and the countryside and, and do what we can. You know, you got your deal, you get the handed out and you, you've got to run with it, haven't you? you, you have. You've got to run with it. You have. And I'd love to sit around a table with every side if everyone was mature enough to do that yeah. and actually say, okay, well, here's some options this is the countryside that we can have and it's got to be viable for for all key stakeholders up to and including conservation i'm not saying the conservationists and the opposition actually should have any realistic say mm -hmm. apart from true conservationists to say what benefits wildlife what benefits the future and how do we stop it becoming something worse yeah definitely and as long as shooting can stay a part of that and as far as i see it it has to bar the government you know chucking two and a half billion pounds worth of funding into funding it and I'm sure your life would be a lot easier without pheasants. Yeah. Just as yeah. A, a wildlife manager. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. You know, I do what I do because I love it, not because it's nice to do. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, um, this time of year, we're starting at five o'clock and we're not done well at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, I've got a wife and kids at home. You know, I want to be at home seeing them, but if I don't go out and do what I do, they don't get food on the table. They don't get a house yeah. to live in. Um, and, and strangely enough, there are much easier ways to earn money and earn a lot more money than what I earn. You know, it's one of the worst paid jobs in the world. But I love doing it because I have a passion for the countryside and I have a passion for wildlife. You know, and, and there are no, there, are, there is nothing that will control the top end of our food chain um, other than us. Yeah. You know, we are the top of the food chain. Well, it's, it's stupid to think about even reintroducing those predators that we've yeah. removed. Yeah. Given that there is so many more of us than there ever was. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you just couldn't do it. There would, there would be, you know, you think people think it's bad a fox going in and killing somebody's baby or attacking somebody's baby in the house. You imagine a bloody wolf doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a scarred up baby. It's going to be a, a dead very baby. dead baby. Or a dead person. You know, a dead person. Yeah. yeah there is no doubt that it, there's a reason that we removed them because there was conflict there. Yeah. And whether that was the right thing or not to do. It's done now. It was, it's very much done it's now. Done. And yeah. there's no going back on that. No, you know, there can't it, be. And if you pull a wolf in from, from another country, it's not our native wolf that you've pulled in. So therefore you're saying it's wrong to put a non-native species in, but yet you're going to bring one in from abroad and, and try and re-release it, it and it make it work. might have been close, but you're releasing yeah. it to a different world. Exactly. You know, it, it, it will be brought up of years of different countryside, different woodland, different... Yeah. It's, it's not made to live in the UK. 
the last 100 years has seen a lot of change. The last 200 years has seen a lot yeah. of change. But the last 100 years, 150 years of game shooting and that, how that's affected the country, we've seen a huge amount of change in the way that we farm, the way the world works. And it seems that we're just being the scapegoat for a lot of the changes that have happened. Definitely, definitely. You know, and that seems it's unfair, as I've said. Yeah, it's unfair. But the reason he's doing that, like I said before, the reason I'm do he's doing that is because I think he's a bully. I yeah. think he's a bully, Chris Packham, and, and, and he's got his little, you know, he's got his gathering, it's quite a big gathering around him, and he's, he's got his friends now, he's got, you know, Mark Avery, and um, they're Bruce. picking on the little guy. You know, that there's not many, you know, that there are lots of us, there's not many who will stand up, there's not many who will be counted, because we get that introduction into it, just keep your head down and get on with it, yeah. you know. And, and he's picking on the little guys. Why does he not go, if what we do is wrong, um, in what sense is it wrong? I mean, he said that, that we're going to affect flora and fauna. Well, we've said we'll cut numbers down or we'll, we'll work out if we're not overstocking, we will, we will work and find out a balance scientifically as to what is not affecting flora and fauna. You know, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other points he made. Uh, what else did he say? Oh, we're, we're, we're um, increasing the vermin, vermin species by, by... Artificially augmenting the environment. Yeah. We've done that already. Yeah, we've yeah. done that already. Plus, we're also, although we are doing that, we spend a good proportion of our time and money investing in controlling those species so that they don't get out of control. Yeah. And so that, that's not anything new. No, no. That's, that's hundreds of years old. Yeah, exactly. And, and we, we are Since a fox used to take your lambs yeah. when we first domesticated sheep. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't have wolves anymore. And potentially that was a bad thing, as we said, but yeah. it's too late now. Too late now, it's gone and done. Yeah. You know, um, hunting is, 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 is made to feel like it's a wrong thing to do. But it's natural. It's natural. How did we feed ourselves before we had supermarkets, before we had, you know, People who come and knock on your door and deliver your food through your back door. We live in an age of convenience. We do, this we do, and people have lost life skills because yeah. of that. And, and I and think hunting, or at least the touch, being in touch with where your food comes from, out of the ground, out of the sky, yeah. it, it really doesn't matter where it comes from, but being in touch where that comes from makes, makes you appreciate it more, makes you respect what's yeah. on the plate. Exactly. I mean, I look at pheasants in, pheasants in the way that, you know, you look at tuna, so they're, they're saying there's, there's mass caught tuna, uh, and there's line caught tuna, and you pay twice as much, and people think it's a lot better to have a line caught tuna. It's still hunted, whether you hunt in mass or hunt in yeah. small numbers, it's still hunted that tuna. So, pheasants, um, it's it's healthier than chicken. It, it's better for you than chicken. It's a, and probably it, a better life than chicken. It's a hell of a lot better life than chicken. You know, We're talking you, on you, an enrichment basis. Yeah, we we um, and we we release these pheasants out onto to our estates and our woodland and our farmland. And those birds can go wherever they like. They can go wherever they want. And, and they can live the life, their best life. They can live their best life. They can. Um, and then a percentage of them are taken out in order to, to go into the food chain and, and to provide sport, of course. Yeah, and a certain amount die and get recycled back into the natural food chain, whether that be through predation, yeah. maybe a touch of disease, yeah. just natural causes. Yeah. They are animals after all, small and frail animals. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that, is, that has got to be, why is pheasant not looked upon as the line caught tuna of chicken? Yeah. That's, that's what I don't understand. It, it, it was once upon a time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's an education thing, and it's certainly a, a UK thing. Certainly it's a battle that we struggle with more than the rest of the world, that people see game as less quality. But I think that comes back to our detachment from food yes. and our detachment from society that you want to go and buy a chicken, you want it to be as sterile as possible, it's a chicken breast. Yeah. Uh, 
you don't particularly want to have to bother cooking it so you can it's all injected with saline so you can smash it in the pan cook yep. the crap out of it take it out and do it cooking a pheasant takes a couple of hours takes yeah. a bit of preparation yeah. even if you just get pheasant breasts it's, it, you, you can't butcher it like you can other no. meat no any game needs to be looked after a little better and hence takes more time which is something that we all don't have enough of anymore this is it but yet we still find time to attack people who <laughs> do the jobs that, they, that we do it's completely wrong it is completely wrong it is the most you know it's the most ethical form of farming ethical form of farming you would ever see in your life yeah. um go out be free fair chance fair chase exactly exactly a cow in a field doesn't have much choice and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because no, domestication of livestock again is why we're all here yeah this is our that is our how we've come up how we've got to where we are you know and the problem is now people are overthinking everything you know you wouldn't you've got to you're going against your ancestry you know, 90%... You're fighting evolution. Yeah, right. yeah, you're fighting evolution. You're fighting where you came from. You know, and, and I ask you to go back through your family history, you know, and, and think, you know, my great-great-great-grandfather, what do you think about who I am now that I, I think it's, you know, wrong to kill an animal, or I think it's wrong to do this, or it's wrong to do that. You know, there is a reason why we have done so well. Yeah. You know, there, there is a reason for that. And there was never a point in history where they disrespected animals as part of that. And it's no. not a disrespect for animals. No. They were painted as these slaughtering, blood-coded yeah. no, animals. No. We're not. It's, it, there is respect for every animal that's shot. Yeah. The, again, there's just nothing wrong with it. No, I, I would, you know, my, my young birds that I have on, I, you know, I, I would face any man to protect those birds. I will face any animal to protect those birds. I spend more time with my birds than what I do with my wife and children because I love them to bits. They are my life. I have spent my time and my years coming up protecting these little things in order to, to go and, and you know provide a sport for somebody, yeah. but and it provides it's, my livelihood. It's, it's, it's a harvest at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. And the fact that's been monetized, well, that's, we've monetized everything. Yeah. We, don't, we don't trade in anything anymore apart from the value of things. Exactly. And that's the way the world's worked, and we've we have moved with those times. Yeah. Again, I think there there is an element to our side that maybe greed has got the better of some people. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. But but nobody is squeaky clean, and I think it is our job to root those people out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's you know, like I said, let's let's us take it, take the ball by the horns, and let's let us um, investigate it and and put controlling methods into it. And then we will be able to carry on and do what we do and it, you know the world will be a better place it all boils back to this stolen phrase of it's not ours it's our turn i would like my kids to appreciate what we've had i know you want your kids yeah. i'll appreciate what we've we've got yeah and i don't want to lose that no no and i will do most anything to keep it definitely and you know i i worry about the next generation coming up you know my kids um in what sort of countryside are they going to grow up in? You know, if we remove countryside managers, gamekeepers, um, and and leave it to rewild or, or or go however they want it to go, you know, be put down to sheep. Yeah, what what countryside is that going to be? We're going to be back to the days of ripping hedgerows out on farmland in order to produce higher crops of cereal. You know, because well, there is we need added value. Yeah, we need to produce our own food. Yeah, there is. Yeah. What is the point in having woodland if you're not if you're not into commercial timber, which is worthless, which is absolutely worthless? Why would you have woodland on your if you owned a bit of ground and you weren't allowed to shoot in it, you weren't allowed to hunt in it, you weren't allowed to 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 
do whatever we do in it, why would you keep that woodland? You wouldn't. You'd rip yeah. it out and you'd plough it in yeah. and you would you would turn it into a profit-making machine, which would be yeah. completely adverse for the, for there, the countryside. There are other recreational uses. Of course yeah. there's other recreational uses. You could put a quad bike track in there. Yeah. Off-roading yeah. course. Yeah, let's, let's tear Camping. it all up. So we've got but they're all significantly higher pressure than a couple of pheasants. Yeah. And that's pretty much where my argument ends. I think it is, mate. I think it is. You know, we... we I just... Uh, if I can just say to anybody, you know, please seek the advice of, of people that are doing the job, not people who think they know what they're talking about. You know, I, I would love to, to, to sit, set classes up somewhere where people could come and I would talk to them about it. You know, I would talk to them about what we do, why we do it, um, what investment goes into it, you know, and, and then if they wanted to ask me about why, you know, what we'd do if, we'd, if, if I wasn't here, well, who's going to invest in it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to spend that money? Mm. Nobody. There's nobody who's going to invest that money. Or the government might do, but then where they're going to find that money? Down the line, that would die. Yeah. You can pay higher taxes if you like. Yeah. But even then, there is better things to spend that money on. Yeah. And I think, that, was it £250 million spent on conservation each year yeah. by shooting folk? It's a lot. Right. That's a lot of money. It's just on conservation. That's not on shooting. That's not that is just on, that's on conservation management. Yeah, that is on looking after the countryside. Two hundred and fifty million pounds. That's a lot of money. It is. It is. And I, I can't see where they're going to find that money from. You know, if we're already so many million in debt um, and we're giving it away hand over fist. We already have the perfect picture. Yeah. Privately funded. Yeah. Privately organised cared for for our own volition because we want to maintain it to make it sustainable model of looking after our countryside yeah. why the hell would anybody want to change that no idea it seems ridiculous i have no idea um because they've now got this opinion that that killing something is wrong you know well, well unless you're not going to eat well even if you are going to eat, eat eat plants you know how do you know that, that, that they're going to say that that plant doesn't have feelings i think if they really wanted and they really cared about conservation there's many other arguments they could have oh definitely 110 it's, it's self-publicizing yeah. bollocks at the end somebody of the day. who's making themselves rich quick yeah. and, and and when he's finished and done pack them uh, or avery when 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 them boys have made the money they'll just disappear into the background yeah. and leave the countryside in a hell of a mess that they have created and take no responsibility for. Yeah. Um, and, and then who's going to pick up the pieces then? Are we going to start trying to bring gamekeepers back out of the woodwork to try and sort it back out? Because they're the only people, realistically, who's going to be able to do it. This is it. Who care enough? Yeah. yeah. I mean, enough. if you worked out my wages, I say we work seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day on call or out. Regularly I out, get, 24 hours a day, at yeah, night, waiting yeah. out for things. Yeah, I would be on way below the minimum wage. Um, but you don't care because you love what you do. Yeah. You know, and it's not me. That isn't me. I don't go killing pheasants. You know, I, every now and again I get an invite somewhere. I'm lucky enough to go and have a shot. But, you know, 90%, 98% of my life is spending my time producing these birds and producing this environment in order for people to come and shoot. So why would I back that 110% if, if, if it wasn't helping me in any way? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's just wrong. It is so wrong. And they are, they're just picking on a little man, picking on a little man. So it's an easy, we are currently an easy target. And I yeah. think certainly the only thing I'll say at the end of this is that we need to change. We need to show the world who we are 
it's kind of strange that we live in a country where the majority of shooting people don't want to tell people that they shoot. Exactly, yeah, because you're made to feel like a leper. Yeah. You are made to feel like a leper. Um, and I've been in social situations where I've been talking away, you know, and, and people are quite happily conversing with you, and all of a sudden, they, oh, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an estate manager or a gamekeeper. Oh, oh, you know, that's wrong. That is wrong. You know, I, yeah. I work harder, harder than most, and, and I work my fingers to the bone. Yeah. For a zero impact job, a positive impact job. Yeah. You're not taking from the world. No, I'm, I'm trying to give everything back and, and taking a small amount of money to, to provide for my family. There's a lot of less ethical things to do in the world. There's a lot of better conservation issues that these people who call themselves conservationists yeah. should be caring about. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they don't attack uh, companies that are doing mass building projects. Huh. They Des don't attack destroy. those guys. Well, they're destroying the habitat completely. completely. They rip yeah, it yeah. out, concrete it all, kill everything in the area or move them on at least uh, to they overpopulation elsewhere. Cat owners. No. Killing millions, it's 55 yeah. million songbirds a year, is it? Yeah. Killed by some, by a cat. They don't deplore the average person to plant a flower bed in your garden. No. Because that will be good for everything from the ground up. Yep. They don't say pesticide use probably should be regulated better than it is. Maybe we should ban pesticides. Yeah, food production might suffer, but the world would get better. And in fact, the mark in the downturn of a lot of species in countries can be marked when mass pesticide use came into play. Yeah for food production, so I'm not knocking farmers, no, 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 but I'm no. saying that if they really cared, yeah, if they, they truly cared about the world of conservation, there is a bigger picture. There is a, a lot, lot bigger, bigger picture, picture than... And a lot more harm, but the reason they won't do that is because the man's a bully and he's picking yeah. on the little guy. And if he went to the against these big commercial building guys, he would be stomped into yeah. the ground and se taken the to court. The same with commercial farming. Exactly the same. It, it, he would be ended. Yeah, yeah, and he's... he's, he's um, his platform that he's built up and people thinking he's great will be taken out from underneath it yeah. because he, he will pick on one guy too big or one guy too many yeah. and that'll be the end of him. But um, yeah, he's, he's just picking on the little kids. You know? yeah. So stand up, show the world who you are, have pride. Um, the final thing I would say on this is that one of the lads that worked for me went and shot his first deer. Real proud of him, yeah. lovely deer. Put it on Facebook. I had to take it down through bullying and abuse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he got abused and bullied to the point he had to take that picture down. And he did nothing wrong. No. Nothing wrong. And the world we live in doesn't accept who we are. And it is discrimination. It is. If we all stood up as a voice and said, this is what I do. I stalk deer, I shoot pigeons, I catch fish, I shoot pheasants. I beat, I help out, I'm involved and I'm proud of it and this is why I do it, and this is why you should support me, I think we'd have an easier fight. I definitely think so. I think so. I think that's the way we need to go. Well, let's crack on. Brandon, thank okay. you very much, mate. No it's been problem. a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, mate. As always. We'll catch you soon.